The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. from Bears Best Atlanta. From the sold-out Chili Dip Open, it's the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan. 680 and 93.7. Hopefully your Friday's off to a great start. We've got Isaiah. He's got a setup here at uh, Bears Best Swanee. It's where we're located today. We're in the, uh, the back of the Grand Ballroom getting ready to tee off here at high noon today. Got DT and Road Dog back at the studio. And uh, we appreciate all those guys getting us set up and ready to go on the show today. DT, no waste of time, man. Let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. All right, there's not going to be a big take today because we've got the head golf pro here at Bears Best. James Mora joins us here as we get ready for the big tournament coming up at 10. How's life at Bears Best these days? We are doing great. Thank you for having us. So 152 players. 152. Showing up today, and I know they're excited. This is the uh, biggest uh, and first big golf tournament of the year. It is for us, yes. We do it every year, um, and we got a lot of good turnout this year. Uh, we also have an, a new addition. Ted's Montana Grill is going to be here, which is nice for us. I'm getting some sliders on number one for some more food. That is And awesome. all the chili you could eat. Fan, yeah, I know about the chili mm-hmm. thing. That's going to be awesome here. So tell us about, <clears throat> it just seems like to me, and I call this my home uh, golf course here, uh, Bears Best. I hope you don't mind me doing that. No, that's fine. But seems like you guys uh, do a great job hosting these charity golf tournaments, I've seen a lot of them, especially on Mondays. I'll be out here practicing and, and see these events coming through here. Uh, what can you tell the folks out there thinking about maybe hosting one of those? Yeah. Get and with, what you uh, can do for them here. Yeah, absolutely. Get with Jenny Tyler. She's our sales representative here for uh, for all our tournaments. Uh, we host 170 last year. So we're, we're, about wow. on, we're about on track to do the same this year, too, and uh, we're looking for, for uh, a big year again. Now, you've been working on the golf course. All the uh, bunkers have reached. Uh, been redone. Uh, course looks like it's in great shape. It is. It's in great shape. Fairways, tee boxes came out great. We got some tree removal that uh, we had done. Every single bunker has been refinished, so it's been great. I tell you, I just love the idea of this uh, Nicholas design where he's taken some of his best holes. Correct. And has put them all together here at Bears Best Swanee. To one inch spec. One inch spec. One inch spec is the design. I think your par threes are as good as I've seen. They're awesome. They're, they're 
they're very challenging. Well, six and eleven. You know, the other ones are pretty short, but you know, you got sixteen and you got three, which is uh, pretty good. But uh, six and eleven is all you want over water. Had a chance to play the sister course at Las Vegas one time. Me and Kincaid went. Have you had a chance to do that? No, I've never been out to Vegas. My wife won't let me go out there. I, got, I understand <laughs> that. That was a lot of fun too. Those are the West. Uh, the the holes, the Nicholas Design holes west of the Mississippi. Correct. These are east of the Mississippi. Correct. All right, so we appreciate you having us. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for coming out, and uh, we're having a big day. 12 o'clock shotgun, ready to go. Now, and I heard Finner, and he's concerned about a couple of things. One of the number of mulligans they're going to be selling. I'm not going to ask you about that, but uh, what about the... Uh, uh, a good golf cart only today? What are we thinking? I, we're, my superintendent's going to wait a little bit. We've got a little breeze out there. Hopefully the sun will come out. I mean, uh, it was out this morning, and now it's uh, cloudy again, but uh, we'll see. I think we're going to be let off a couple of holes, but we'll see. That's awesome. James, thanks for having us, man. Thank you. Uh, you guys do a great job here at Bears Best. Thank we you. appreciate it so much. Thank you very much. Appreciate your support. All right. James Moore getting it done out here, brother. I mean, you're talking about highly organized this guy has got it highly organized out here. And, again, if you're looking for a great place to host a golf tournament or if you haven't played Bears Best here in Swanee, I want to invite you to come on out and tee it up. We're going to tee it up at noon today. First, we got the show to do, and we are ready to get to work here. Let's talk a little Falcons football. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. All right, Falcons, the uh, brass is uh, packing up, and they're going to jump on one of these private jets Arthur Blank has. Rise up! And they'll be flying up to Indianapolis this weekend. The Falcons, if you haven't heard, they are searching for a new quarterback. Didn't like the quarterbacks they had last season. That didn't exactly work out very well. Who cares? <laughs> we care. Uh, we care, Art. And uh, Art now is in Pittsburgh. Going to coach up Kenny Pickett up there. But uh, Falcons, obviously, uh, at the Combine, are going to be putting their eyes on these 14 quarterbacks that will be at the NFL Combine. So what you're going to have is uh, the general manager, Terry Fontenot, he's going to be there. He's going to have his two right-hand men, uh, assistant GM Kyle Smith, and then director of player personnel Ryan Pace. Then you got the head coach, Raheem Morris, offensive coordinator Zach Robinson, and quarterback coach T.J. Yates. So rough, and I'm sure Arthur Blank maybe wants to be a part of it too. So you got seven big wigs going to be helping make these decisions uh, coming up in the draft here. So they're going to examine 14 quarterbacks. Not all of those guys are going to throw it around. I'm hoping the Falcons will interview all 14 of these guys. Maybe not Caleb Williams. It looks like he's going to be the number one guy. And then we'll, Isaiah, have to wait and see what your Washington commanders do with that second pick of the draft. Will it be Drake May? And I, I'm hoping that Jaden Daniels will tank it in the interview with the commanders. Not that I've got anything against Drake May. I think one day he could be a fine quarterback, too. So you got the Bears picking number one, Washington number two, Boston number three, Arizona number four. Arizona doesn't need a quarterback. Falcons sitting there at eight as we try to figure out what's going to go on. 
Michael Penix Jr. is a guy that I really like. If you've been listening to the show, you know, number one for me for the Falcons, I want to see them go after, move up into the top three and grab Jaden Daniels. I think that is the number one option for the Atlanta Falcons as far as their quarterback situation goes. Number two for me, I think maybe is to move back out of that number eight spot, move back, pick up some additional picks, and take Michael Penix Jr., who is the best pocket passer in this draft. And I saw over the weekend there, Penix is actually going to throw at the combine. And if you're wondering why, well, he's trying to move up. Or he's trying to improve his stock. And why wouldn't he throw? He's the best passer in the draft. So that's what Penix is thinking, looking to impress somebody. All it takes is one team to fall in love to make it happen there in the first round. And then all these teams, they will have an opportunity to interview uh, any of these players they want. They put a limit on it, but you get 15 minutes with each each player. And I'm hoping the Falcons are going to sit down and, and look all of these 14 quarterbacks in the eye for a quick, what do you call that, speed dating? Can't say I've ever been a part of that. It uh, looks like that's what it is, speed dating. So you get 15 minutes with each of these quarterbacks. Again, I'm hoping Jaden Daniels will tank it in the interviews with these other teams. So the Falcons might be able to move up and take him. There's some Falcons talk for you today as we get the show started. DT, what do you think about tanking in the interview? I think it's a great call for Jaden. This is going to put him in the perfect situation. Uh, no, these guys, were, I mean, they want to go to a good situation, but the goal is to get drafted as high as you possibly can, right? Um, despite our personal feelings. What, for more money? Well, yes. First and foremost, yeah, that's fair. Um, more and, money? And, and, it's, and it's, a, it's a prestige thing, right? It's way better. Show than... me the money. And, yes, you make significantly you know, more money me, at the time. Though, I think, DT, what it is is you want to be in the best place, the opportunity, the best organization that's going to give you the best opportunity to succeed as an NFL quarterback. And, you know, call me crazy. I mean, I must be the, the craziest son of a gun in town because I believe that's the most important thing. You know, the money's the money. Uh, you're going to make some money. All you got to do is play at a high level, and you're going to make uh, the money. So I think the most important thing is to get with the right organization. So uh, and I agree with you in the interview. Yeah, I mean that's not really up to Jaden Daniels or, or any of these guys. Well, really, you, you can manipulate the situation. I mean, we had what uh, we had Eli Manning saying he's not going to be playing for the San Diego Chargers. So he when didn't get drafted by San Diego, when Jay and John Daniels. Elway years ago doing the same thing. Look at the two situations we had coming out of the last draft, uh, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, and the situations out there. And I feel bad for Bryce Young where he is right now. And it doesn't look like that no situation is going to get better for him in the upcoming season either. Right. Um, but for Jaden Daniels, are the Falcons a franchise you really want to go to? <laughs> well, under this new leadership, maybe it changes 
uh, the way you view things. Uh, with Arthur Smith, I would advise I would have advised Jaden Daniels to tank in the interview with the Falcons with Arthur Smith as the head coach. I mean, my goodness, their judgment was so bad, they actually thought Desmond Ritter was going to be successful as a quarterback in the National Football League. I mean, why would you want to play for a guy like that? Seriously. But things are different now. I'm, I'm really impressed with Raheem Morris, and I like the fact he's just going to be a head coach. And so you've hired an offensive coordinator in Zach Robinson who has uh, played the game at a high level. Got to see him play in college at Oklahoma State. He's been studying under Sean McVay and running that offense for the L.A. Rams that not too long ago just won a Super Bowl, coaching up Matthew Stafford. And so now Zach brings what he learned with the Rams and now has brought it to Atlanta. Uh, there's some good pieces that they've already got in place uh, around what will be uh, hopefully a young quarterback. So suddenly, yeah, a road dog, I suddenly think, hey, this is a good spot. And let me say about Jaden Daniels, do you remember, if you were around, listeners, if you were around, when Mike Vick hit the scene here in LA, it was crazy. I mean, this fan, uh, this fan base, and this town was turned upside down because it was fun. It was exciting. He was electric, and I think Jaden Daniels has that uh, that same skill set that he brings to the table. In fact, I think Jaden Daniels is a better passer than Mike Vick ever was. But we're talking about the same kind of skill set where you don't have to protect him 40 times in a game. He can escape. He can make big things happen with his legs. He's a leader, which I think is underplayed, too. You know, as a quarterback, you want to get to a spot that will allow you to be successful as far as the scheme and the coaching and the organization. And then you also want to have good players around you. I think uh, the, the Falcons are looking like they're, they're that place right now. So, yeah, Jaden, please tank it in these interviews uh, with the Bears. If you sit down with the Bears, just uh, say some stupid things. And then when you get in front of the Washington Commanders, maybe you start talking about how you've got uh, little – confidence in Dan Quinn, uh, having seen what Quinn did in that Super Bowl in Atlanta, that you've, you've got no desire to play for Dan Quinn there in Washington. Uh, you tank the interviews, man, knowing that maybe the Falcons it. are trying to try, trade up to uh, with Boston at three. Maybe Boston saying we're not in a place right now. We want to take a young quarterback. We'll take the top player on the board, Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, if he goes into these interviews calling the Patriots Boston, they're going to know he listens to this show because that's the only yeah. place he's hearing that. <laughs> yeah, and if somebody out there is thinking, Baloo, you're crazy, man. Why are you calling them that? You know they're the Arizona Cardinals. No, they're the Phoenix Cardinals. I mean, I just have never understood why some of these organizations are embarrassed uh, to use the hometown moniker. I mean, why aren't we the Georgia Falcons? If that's the case, then I'm just saying. All right, coming back on the other side, uh, Braves down at spring training. Nick and Chris, I'm a little jealous. Those guys are hanging out down there in Northport with our baseball team. After, uh, you know, actually, I got this started here at 680 The Fan. I mean, I'm the one that got this covering the Braves in spring training. I got this thing started. So I'm a little bit jealous of those guys down there. Coming back on the other side. 
talking about the competition for the fifth starter spot in the rotation. We'll do that next. We are live at the Chili Dip Open, Bears Best Atlanta here in Swanee. We're teeing it up at 12. You got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. So what? So let's dance. Something like that. We're going to have some fun today. Chili Dip Open, Bears Best Atlanta. So we get ready to go low here. Man, I'm looking forward to riding with uh, B. Finn today. It's going to be awesome. And uh, looking to uh, make some putts and hit some bombs and have some fun out there. We're going to be with one of our sales guy, Gorman, who has accumulated a lot of these trophies through the years. One of the suits, too, is going to be with us, Scott McFarlane. Now, he was already saying he might have to slip away a little early today. So you know what happens then is then me, Gorman, and Finneran will alternate the extra shot <laughs> with just three guys on the team. So Two looking to go a long way today. This is going to be fun. And I am looking forward to talking a little Braves baseball. Let's do it right now. For the latest on the Braves, it's time to go shopping. Yeah, let's chop this thing up. Competition for the fifth starter spot in the Braves rotation. All right, so we got Max Freed. He's the ace of the staff. We got Spencer Strider. He's going to be awesome. Have you heard he's added a curveball this year? That's fantastic. You got Chris Sale. Can't wait to see more of this guy. Let's get him ready for the postseason, please. And then Charlie Morton. So we got four guys that are going to be plugged into the rotation. And look, I just think that Bryce Elder, I really don't think there's a lot of competition going on here. Uh, Bryce Elder is the favorite to win this spot, uh, number five in the rotation. I'd say there's an 80% chance, 80, that Bryce Elder will start the season as the fifth spot, uh, fifth starter in this rotation with an opportunity to solidify his status in this rotation. Now, as you know, a year ago, 
Uh, you may not remember Bryce Elder opened last season in AAA. But what you do remember is that he was so awesome during the first half of the season that he made an all-star game appearance. Twelve, and the, the team, when, when Elder started, uh, the team was 12-4 and four heading into July. Great start. But then after that July 9th start, the rest of the way, his ERA was 5.75. So that's not getting the job done. And put his job in jeopardy, quite frankly. He was 9-6. and six. The team was the rest of the way. And, you know, apparently he got fatigued. I mean, this is a long season, brother. You're talking about making 32 starts in a season. That is a, a marathon. So one of the reasons why he uh, got roughed up a little bit. I'm sure what motivates Elder is the, let me just say it, the collapse in the second half. And then the embarrassing start in the postseason against the Phillies. He got roughed up. Morton went to the DL. Needed Elder to start in the NLDS against the Phillies. He went two and two-thirds innings, gave up two bombs and six runs, and they escorted his butt off the field. So he's motivated coming back. Again, he's got some confidence. He knows he can get the job done. He did that in the first half of the year, and then it slipped away in the second half of the year. So motivation on that end of the thing. Uh, you know, the thing that the criticism on Elder is the fastball velocity, which is below 90. I think he was averaging 89.8 miles per hour on the fastball during the course of the season. So he's a guy that's got to rely on soft contact. So how do you get soft contact? How do you keep the ball off the barrel of these bats in the major leagues? Well, you need some late movement on the ball. You need pinpoint control to keep that ball off the barrel. And if you lose that movement, if you don't have pinpoint control, you're going to get hit and you're going to hit hard. So here's a guy that's a sinker baller. He's going to throw that sinker about 40% of the time. Looks like Elder's going to uh, have the best opportunity to win the spot. Now, the only really serious contender as I see it, I, look, I know Hurston Waldrop's getting a lot of love, and I can't wait to see more of this guy out of the University of Florida. Number one pick, number one prospect. He's got a shot to show off his stuff in spring training, and I'm sure the Braves want to continue to develop Hurston, and you're going to see that happen at Triple A Gwinnett. And we'll see him during the course of the year making a spot start if things continue to go well for him. A.J. smith Shaver is another one. He's going to get a look. Got some uh, explosive stuff. Braves aren't sure where he's going to fit right now. It's going to be in the bullpen. It's going to be in the rotation. How's it going to work out for Shaver? Get another extended look at him this year. Ronaldo Lopez. Braves signed him to a three-year contract. He's a flamethrower. Is he going to be a bullpen guy? Is he going to be a starter in the rotation? Trying to stretch him out and get a good look at him down at spring training. I'm hoping Lopez will be a flamethrower out of the bullpen, I'm just saying. But the serious contender to Elder is Waskari Noah, who's disappeared. You hadn't, you didn't see him last season. Had elbow surgery in September of 22. Didn't make any appearances last year. You probably forgot about Waskari Noah. 
but he's heading into spring training. He's down there right now with no restrictions. He's a full go. Snitz already said he's looked good in these bullpen sessions. If you remember, let me uh, revive your memory on what he brings to the table. He's got a four-seam fastball at 95-plus. He's got a plus slider with a whiff rate of 30% that he's trying to get uh, that return to the pre-injury form. And he's got a change-up as a third pitch. He's trying to improve that. One of the things he's talked about improving is the mental approach. He's a little more mature than he was the last time you saw him. Last time you saw him, he got frustrated, giving up some runs, and uh, broke his hand sitting on the bench. Slammed his right hand into the wooden bench. Broke his right hand. Look, everybody knows if you're going to lose your temper as a pitcher, you got to use your non-throwing hand to hit the cooler or the bench. And, and so hopefully Enoa has learned about that. I think probably the best thing for Enoa coming off that elbow surgery and rehabbing that is a slow, calculated start to the season which they can provide at AAA Gwinnett. And then when the time comes, if Elder struggles or somebody else gets dinged up or a little ill, you need to plug somebody in. You bring up Enoa, plug him in, let him pitch, and see what he's got at this point in time. So not really a big deal. You know, the Braves don't have many question marks during spring training. Left field thing is settled. Rotation settled, everyday lineup settled, bullpen basically settled. Really, the only questions are who's going to be the uh, who's going to come off the bench and play a little infield when you need it, or who's going to come off the bench and spot start, be a late inning replacement maybe in the outfield. That those are questions, and then you've got this fifth starter spot that could be a, a question here too. But I don't think it's really that big a deal. More from Nick and Chris with the Braves coming up after my show today. And Road Dog is ready. He's going to throw a quiz at me today. I mean, believe it, Road Dog. I mean, it's Friday. I'm getting ready to tee it up and play some golf. And you want to throw a top five at me, brother. Let's go. The best from the world of golf. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Everybody's looking at me here. Baloo's top Woo! five. Yeah, I know the weekend hasn't started yet. It's close, so we got to keep you on your toes, bud. It's 12 o'clock somewhere, isn't it? Well, that's true all the time. All right, let's talk some golf since you're out there on a golf course. It. None of the top PGA Tour players are teeing it up in Mexico, so why is Tony Finau playing? Yeah, and you know, Finau just seems to be one of these guys that he plays every single week. And I know he's got a young family. He's got a lot of children. He's got he's got to support a large, young family. Doesn't it sound like a guy that wants to be on the road a little bit? I'm just saying. But look, as these guys uh, leave the West Coast swing and they get ready next week to start this Florida swing that leads right into that road to the Masters. A lot of these top guys are taking this week off. Not Tony Finau. A couple of things on why. All right, number one, I just I told you one about the family thing. His wife must be special. Is that he's the defending champion in Mexico. So typically, you, you encourage your defending champ to come on by and defend. 
And then he's also, he's testing out some new clubs. He's got this new ping driver. He's got a new three, uh, three metal that he's testing out. And he's got some new ping irons. So there's some reasons why you're seeing Finau playing this week. All right. Trying to stay away from his family is what I heard in that answer. <laughs> Not probably the best thing. I mean, thing his wife's got to be special, man. <laughs> no doubt. Staying home to take care of that crew. Tell All right. You. Number two. <laughs> could you take down Charlie Woods? Well, I could yesterday. Uh, Tiger's son, Charlie, he's trying to qualify for the upcoming PGA Tour event in Palm Beach. And so he was in a pre-qualifier yesterday, needed to finish in the top five. Well, he shot 86 yesterday. What? You've probably heard about this. Turd, I can say that, right? 16 over par for the 15-year-old Charlie Woods. And a lot of people are making a big deal about this. I'm not here to make fun of Charlie Woods. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, there was one, his his driver, he was hitting the driver in the woods yesterday, the high grass. So he had some some wayward drives, especially on the par 4 seventh, where he made 12. He wrote down 12 on the par 4 seventh, hit the uh, ball, uh, couldn't find it, had to hit it again. So he, uh, the, the driver wasn't working yesterday. Shot 47 on the front nine, 39 on the back. Tiger wasn't there. And you know what? I really like that. I think Tiger's going about this the right way. You know, people may be making fun of, of Charlie Woods today. Cold-hearted. Negative, negative. Cold-hearted son of a guns is what? Making fun of a 15-year-old. I mean, come on, really? But I think Tiger's got it right. Hey, man, I mean, he's got a bright future in the game of golf. Let's get this thing started. This is only going to help him down the road. All right, so that's one thing. The other is why should Tiger be there watching his every move? So I like the fact Tiger wasn't there yesterday. Now, Mom was there, and I think that's all right. But uh, 16 over 86, I think I could have beaten Charlie yesterday. Yeah, he could have taken him down maybe. All right, offer up some advice to world number one Scotty Scheffler on his awful putting. Well, look, Road Dog, if there's one thing I shouldn't be doing is offering up putting advice. I mean, when I first started playing golf at Georgia, I got this nickname, Three Jack Blue. I was three-putting every hole, man. I mean, I grew up on these Bermuda greens down in South Georgia, and then we, uh, next thing I know, I'm putting these bent grass greens up in Athens. And, dude, I was putting the ball off the green, putting downhill. So, look, I shouldn't be offering up any putting advice to anybody. You will not make this putt, you jackass. But, look, Scheffler, the crazy thing is, is Scheffler the number one player in the world. And he's the number one ball striker in the world. Nobody hits the ball more consistently on the sweet spot with the driver and the three metal and the irons than Scotty Scheffler. But suddenly he can't putt. He can't putt. In Los Angeles last week, I was watching the Golf Channel, and they showed Scheffler over there working on his putting. And there must have been like 10 of these golf manufacturers. They're off to the side near Scheffler. And they had a multitude of different putters. Uh oh, here comes the putter out. throw. Now, Scotty, I saw where he also said this is a media-driven issue. I think not, Scotty. 
I think not. This is between the ears now. You can't putt. Well, that's plain and simple. You can't putt. Scotty, get it under control. I don't know how he fixes it. And, again, I don't need to be handing out any advice on how to putt. All right. As you brought up a few moments ago, the Florida Swing is about to get underway. Can you give me some Masters favorites for this year as that part of the tour gets started? Yeah, Masters favorites. Um, Victor Hovland is a guy to keep an eye on there. I mean, he's finally broke through a year ago as far as the majors go. So keep an eye on him. Look, I'm off the Rory bandwagon. I picked him a year ago. Remember that road dog, Masters Favorites? I went with Rory. He's trying to get that career grand slam, baby. He's won the the Open Championship. He's won the U.S. Open. He's won the PGA. He just hadn't won the Masters yet. So he's trying to get that career grand slam. And there's a lot of media attention on this. But I picked him last year, and you're still laughing about it because, I mean, I think it was round two. He shot 77. Didn't even make the cut. He went home early. So I, I keep seeing Rory as one of the guy's master's favorites. I, I'm going to say no. Uh, keep an eye on Victor Hovland, though. He's a guy to keep an eye on. I would agree with you on both counts there. All right. Bears Bass Chili Dip open today. Did you and Brian Finneran get your handicap, handicap issues resolved? Well, you know, what I discovered was Finneran... And you see some of these guys that really love the game of golf, and Finn loves it, and I love that about Finn. But some of these guys, they get caught up in wanting to turn in the lowest handicap that they can turn in. You feel good about it. You're proud of it. But let me tell you, in scrambles, you don't turn in the low handicap number. And I saw where Finneran turned in, I believe it was a 9.9 handicap. And, uh, yeah, 9.9, and I know Finn's very proud of that, and I would be too. But come on, man. I mean, everybody else is cheating. Everybody else is fudging on the handicap. So I went in and I moved that up to a 12. You moved his up to a 12? Yeah, I said, you got to bump that up to a 12, man. Everybody else is doing it. You know, the great Bobby Paws over in Athens. I heard him say one time, in fact, I've heard him say it multiple times at some of these charity events, is that is, if you're not cheating in some of these scrambles, you're not trying. Now, then Finn came in, he started peppering me about my handicap, and he wanted to see my handicap card, my index card. And I said, I don't have it. And he said, what do you mean you don't have it? I said, well, look, I hadn't played enough rounds of, of golf for my handicap to be active right now. Ugh. I think I've played five times in six months. Oh, now, I, played in the, I played in these scrambles, all right? But those scrambles don't factor into the handicap index. So I just, you know, I, I went with what my handi- handicap was previously, a six, and I turned in a nine for this event. So we'll see how that works out. On 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. We got the handicap thing figured out. Yeah, Finn's got, he's got to understand, man, you turn in the high number, not the low number when you're in these scrambles. I mean, come on, Finn. He said today on the locker room he doesn't even want to win. 
So you have a teammate on your team who doesn't even want to win out there. I'm going to get him coached up when he gets here. He's on the way up right now. Look, Finn, one thing you don't understand, this is not a, a 680 event. All right? This is not a 680-sponsored event. We're a part of it. But we're not running the tournament. So we are capable of winning today. So you got to know that. And the other thing Finn's a little concerned about are the number of handicaps are going to be selling today. And, look, to be frank, I'm worried about that, too. Let's get to the Bulldog beat. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat. 25-20, Mark's on like 15 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! This is the Bulldog Beat with Buck Baloo, presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. Man, I've had some of these Bulldog fans, they've been in my ear, they want to know who's going to be the new wide receiver and running back coach, and I don't have an answer for that one. But then they go right to, hey, Buck, what do you think about Carson Beck? He's the Heisman Trophy favorite heading into this season. Eight to one odds for Carson Beck as you look at the Las Vegas sports books. He's ahead of Quinn Ewers, the quarterback at Texas. He's ahead of Dylan Gabriel, the stat guy that's at Oregon now. You got Jalen Milrow at Alabama. Garrett Nussmeyer at LSU. He's going to put up some big numbers. Will Howard, Ohio State. Uh, yeah, he may put up some big numbers, too. But Carson Beck, buddy. Well, Buck, what do you think about Carson Beck being the Heisman favorite? You really think I'm going to answer that question? Look, my advice to Carson Beck would be this. When you're asked this question by the media, a member of the fan base, and especially the coaching staff and your teammates on this football team, here's what you need to say. That is not my goal. I'm not thinking about that. I'm not talking about that because I'm focused on leading this team and winning a championship this year. Period. That's what Carson Beck should be saying. Whether he's in the Lambeau or not, that's his approach. Experience tells me that's what Carson Beck should be doing. It's not a goal. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not talking about it. Focused on one thing, helping us win. And, look, he's got a shot, though, to be completely honest. He's the quarterback on the best team in the nation. So he sure he sure does have a shot to win the Heisman Trophy, but that's the way I'd be approaching it. Period. Kick Alabama's ass. Yeah, let's do that too, please. Looking forward to that trip to Tuscaloosa this year. Roll down tide. All right, kind of speaking of uh, college football, coming up on the other side, we've got some nuggets. We're going to drop those next. We are live from Bears Best Atlanta. From the sold-out Chili Dip Open, you got the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. 
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. you take drugs, Danny? Any way you want show on 680 AM, 93.7 FM, streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. We've got some college football nuggets. Mm, tasty. It's time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, got some news coming down on Eli Gold, who's no longer the Alabama play-by-play man after a long run, over 30-year run there at Alabama. He turned down a limited role. That's what I'm learning here. Um, they invite. They said, Eli, I'll tell you, here's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to get rid of you as the play-by-play guy, but Gone. we're going to let you do the, the A-Day game. And then... Now, I don't know. I know that's that part's true. They offered him the shot to do the play-by-play of the A-Day spring game. And I don't know if this part's true, but it sounds like a little bit of a dog and pony show. They had one guy tell me they also wanted him to uh, appear on the pregame radio shows during the season and then go to the gate when fans are walking in to shake everybody's hand when they're walking in. And so, again, I don't know if that part's true, but Eli turned down that opportunity. Their uh, UGA, the G-Day game, is uh, set. It's going to be April the 13th. And, yes, I know what you're thinking. That's going to be a, a Saturday at the Masters. No time yet. Normally it's early afternoon. Don't know if it's going to be on ESPN or the SEC Network yet. That information will come down a little later. But uh, G-Day. April the 13th. Crickets on the Kirby Smart wide receiver running back hire scene. Maybe we'll have something come down over the weekend. And uh, one shout-out here. Uh, good friend, uh, longtime friend, a guy I've admired for a long, long time. The Georgia tennis coach, Manny Diaz, is retiring at the end of the season. Now, Manny's been a part of six national championships with that Georgia tennis program. One of the top programs in the country. Played tennis for Dan McGill at Georgia, and he's been at Georgia ever since. Love Manny Diaz. He's been on the show many times. It's been a 36-year run for Manny, and wishing him uh, the best. I'm hoping he's going to go out on top this year. How about them? But, uh, great job. Great run, Manny. There is the uh, Georgia tennis program. Let's get to the final word. 
Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Uh, rest in peace, Nate Taylor. Teammate at Georgia and a guy I competed against in high school. Nate Taylor was an inside linebacker. And Nate Taylor, uh, you, you had to be... You had to have some courage to line up against Nate Taylor in high school. He played at Tiff County High School. I was at Valdosta. And, man, I left uh, more than once uh, facing that guy uh, bloodied and beat up. Uh, just a, a fierce competitor, a physical tackler. Tough is what he was. An awesome linebacker. Nate passed away a couple of days ago. And I remember the way he ended up in Athens he was going to walk on at Vanderbilt. So he, he arrives at Vanderbilt, and they the first thing they do is they have these walk-ons run the 40. And Nate Taylor runs a 5-3, if I remember correctly. And at that point, the coach said, we are not we can't use you running a 5-3, so you can get on up out of here. So Wayne McDuffie, who recruited me to come to Georgia and recruited Nate Taylor, got wind of this he called nate taylor's parents and said look if nate calls you on the way home tell him don't drive to tifton drive straight to athens and that's what he did walked on at georgia immediately won a full scholarship with his performance at practice and went on to be a uh, a big factor in us winning that 1980 national championship. Love, Nate Taylor. Rest in peace, my brother. It's going to do it for the Buck Blue Show. We'll tell you about the chili dip on Monday. Nick and Chris are next here on The Fan. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.